Okay, episode 16 of the Main Polls podcast, and today's topic, a federal court case, Public Interest Legal Foundation, Inc., versus Sheena Bellows in her official capacity as the Secretary of State for the State of Maine, and this has to do with Maine's Title 21A. Title 21A, as you may recall from episode 7, is the set of Maine laws that govern the who, what, when, where, and how of Maine elections. And one of the things I went deep on in episode 7 were the specifics of who can request voter registration information and what they're actually allowed to see. And I think it would be helpful to give a very quick recap of that part specifically so the significance of this court case can be better appreciated. Alright, so we're looking at section 196 within Title 21A. And section 196 sets up a few different categories of who can request from the Secretary of State's office free of charge, data from the state's central voter registration system. And depending on who's making the request, we'll decide what data they're permitted to see. There were different parameters for government agencies, federal courts, local and state political party chairs, as well as just for curious individuals. Like, for example, a curious individual can't see a voter's full name and could only see what county and U.S. congressional district the voter lives in. Government agencies can, among other things, see full names, all the political districts they belong to, so state senate and state house districts, for example, city districts, and U.S. congressional districts, too. But one thing they're not permitted to see are political party affiliations. State and municipal political party chairs can request what's called a caucus list, free of charge, once every two years. And the caucus list pretty much has everything an individual or government agency would have, as well as home address information, voter ID numbers. Caucus lists will also have absentee voting history and party affiliations. But the idea is that each category has access to different information depending on who is requesting it. Then there's another category section 196 sets up. And this is more the focus of the court case at hand. When I first covered this a couple years ago, this was a list that was only available to political parties, incumbent politicians, and campaigns. Not just an elected office campaign, though. Think referendums or those get-out-the-vote efforts. But that was it. If you weren't associated with one of those three, then Maine law didn't permit you to see it. And this list isn't free. A hard copy is about 25 cents per page, and digital copies are priced based on how many voters you want to see, with 2200 bucks covering the cost for an entire statewide registered voter list. So what are they paying for? What sort of info comes in a voter's record that's not in a caucus list, for example? Well, in addition to the basics, so a voter's first and last name, date of birth, something not permitted in caucus lists, both the voters' residence and mailing addresses, all the electoral districts, party enrollment status, whether you're on the active or inactive voter list, your voter record number, and any special designations, voting from overseas, for example. In addition to all that, they also get voting history, so not only can they see the last election you voted in, they can see how often you vote. Now, the other categories... They would either show you when you registered or when you last updated your registration. Well, this list shows both when you registered and any time you updated your registration. And since Maine's central voter registration system is continuously being updated by municipal registrars across the state, as well as the Secretary of State's office itself, 
The price for an electronic copy includes monthly updates for the year. Now, like I said, when I first covered this, the only entities allowed to request that more complete record and have the privilege of paying for it were state and local political parties, incumbent politicians, and people working campaigns. And that is where the Public Interest Legal Foundation, or PILF, comes in. The court documents explain that PILF is a, quote, 503c3 nonpartisan public interest organization that seeks to promote the integrity of elections nationwide through research, education, remedial programs, and litigation. It uses records and data compiled through federal and state open records laws to analyze the programs and activities of state and local election officials in order to determine whether lawful efforts are being made to keep voter rolls current and accurate as well as to produce and disseminate reports, articles, blog, and social media posts, and newsletters in order to advance the public education aspects of its organizational mission, end quote. What PILF is not, however, is a recognized political party in Maine, an incumbent Maine politician, nor are they an individual or organization engaged in any sort of campaign effort, get out the vote or otherwise. Do you see where this is going? So, PILF, in its efforts to conduct their research, sent a letter to Maine's Secretary of State's office, and this was back in October of 2019. And in it, they requested Maine's statewide voter registration list. They also acknowledged that they did not meet any of Maine's statutory criteria described under Section 196 of Title 21A, but cited a federal statute known as the Public Disclosure Provision. What is the Public Disclosure Provision? The public disclosure provision, and I'm getting all this from the court decision, quote, For many years, Congress left it up to the states to maintain accurate lists of those eligible to vote in federal elections. But in 1993, with the enactment of the National Voter Registration Act, a.k.a. the NVRA, Congress intervened. The NVRA erects a complex superstructure of federal regulation atop state voter registration systems, it requires states to, and this is the specific part of the NVRA that is known as the public disclosure provision, quote, it requires states to maintain for at least two years and make available for public inspection and, where available, photocopying at a reasonable cost all records concerning the implementation of programs and activities conducted for the purpose of ensuring the accuracy and currency of official lists of eligible voters, end quote. So, and I didn't get into any federal stuff in earlier episodes. I've just focused on Maine laws. But that's what the feds require, that Maine keep records for at least two years, which state law aligns with, and also that the state voter roll be available for anyone from the public to inspect and purchase copies. No requirement to be an incumbent or political party chair or someone doing campaign work. Anyone should be able to view and purchase copies for the purpose of making sure the Secretary of State is keeping the rolls clean. And PILF goes back and forth with the Secretary of State's office, but finally in February of 2020, so 15 months after they first made their request, Sheena Bellows made the determination that she did not have the authority to release the voter file to PILF, which was immediately followed by PILF pursuing their suit against the Secretary of State, Sheena Bellows, for violating the National Voter Registration Act, the NVRA. So, this case is working its way through the court, and then in June of 2021, Governor Mills signed LD-916 into law. 
an act to protect data privacy and security in elections. LD916 added a few things to Title 21A's Section 196, which is a section that outlines who can see what of Maine's voter rolls. A big change was the addition of Exception J. And Exception J reads, quote, An individual or organization that is evaluating the state's compliance with its voter list maintenance obligations may, consistent with the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, purchase a list or report of the voter information described in paragraph B from the Central Voter Registration System by making a request to the Secretary of State and paying the fee set forth in subsection 2. So, what this means is that, in addition to incumbent politicians, political parties, and people working on campaigns having the right to request and purchase the voter registration data, that group now also includes individuals or organizations that are checking to make sure the Secretary of State is keeping the voter rolls clean. And PILF thinks this was actually done as a way to circumvent their lawsuit. Here's a quote from one of PILF's press releases. Quote, During litigation, PILF also discovered the bill in question was drafted by Maine Secretary of State staffers, sympathetic legislators, and the top lobbyists for the state Democratic Party. Also involved in the drafting was the Electronic Privacy Information Center, EPIC, an organization that waged a legal campaign against the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity in 2017 to block access to states' voter rolls for interstate research comparisons, end quote. PILF may not have been so upset since the bill appeared to achieve what PILF wanted anyway, except that LD916 had some strings attached to Exception J. This is from the bill that was signed into law, quote, A person obtaining either directly or indirectly voter info from the CVR system under this paragraph may not, 1. Sell, transfer to another person, or use voter information or any part of the information that is not directly related to evaluating the state's compliance with its voter list maintenance obligations. Okay, so a person can't share anything from that list that doesn't specifically have to do with Maine's NVRA obligations. Or, two, cause the voter information or any part of the voter information that identifies or that could be used with other information to identify a specific voter, including but not limited to a voter's name, residence address, or street address, to be made accessible by the general public on the internet or through other means. So you're not allowed to share any part of the voter registration data publicly, specifically not on the internet. And the way PILF interpreted this provision according to their own press release, quote, the change, meaning the addition of exception J, the change prohibited PILF and others from using the file to perform any research not pre-approved by the legislature. For example, the new law prohibited PILF from comparing Maine's role to other states to identify duplicate registrations across state lines. Anything other than evaluating Maine's own compliance with voter list maintenance obligations would risk severe fines for unauthorized use, end quote. So, PILF interprets Exception J as saying they're not allowed to compare it to lists from other states like New York or Florida, so as to see if people are registered to vote in more than one state. And in addition to that, if they do find something suspect, it'll be illegal to publicly report their findings. So I was curious if anyone had made any written testimony on this bill, and the only testimony submitted came from Secretary of State Sheena Bellows. And according to her testimony, 
LD916 did three things. It, quote, allows restricted access to voter information for organizations seeking to evaluate the state's compliance with its list maintenance obligations under the NVRA. So the bill allows people to make sure the Secretary of State is keeping the rolls clean. She also testified that no entity that receives the voter file can share any portion of it on the internet or with the general public, which was exactly PILF's interpretation. So, And LD916 also created some pretty stiff fines. A thousand bucks for the first offense, and then it goes up to $5,000 per offense after that. And this is from her testimony. The quote I pulled is a bit long, but I think it really helps show how Sheena Bellows in her office see the issue. Quote, We have a solemn obligation to Maine citizens to safeguard registered voter data, to prevent unauthorized disclosure or publication of voter information that may compromise voter security or undermine the integrity of our elections through voter fraud. Increasing the statute's clarity about disclosure and authorized use reduces the danger of inappropriate disclosure or use. Creating a penalty for violation of the statute improves the state's ability to protect the privacy and data security of Maine citizens. Right, okay, so... For Sheena Bellows, this is an election security issue, and allowing voter data information to be disclosed publicly is seen as a direct threat to election integrity. The only thing she says about the NVRA is, quote, under the National Voter Registration Act, states are obligated to comply with certain requirements regarding voter list maintenance and registration. In Maine, we uphold these obligations. In each voter registration file, we maintain the original signed voter registration application in addition to documents containing change of name or address. Okay, so she talks about complying with the NVRA, but then doesn't actually explain how this bill addresses that. Instead, she describes a protocol that's already in place that has nothing to do with the bill. She goes on in her testimony, quote, The data we house in the central voter registration system is incredibly valuable, and should be protected by limiting access to voter information to efforts directly related to a candidate or campaign or for purposes directly related to evaluation of list maintenance activities. This bill would decrease the odds potential identity thieves or stalkers would be able to access the data for nefarious reasons. This amendment advances data security and privacy by increasing clarity around disclosure and tools for enforcement. So even there, talking about how these protections the bill adds is somehow them continuing to comply with the NVRA, but it's not the restrictions that are bringing the state into NVR compliance. It's the part that does the opposite, the part that opens those records up for public inspection. But that's not how Sheena Bellows sees it. Those records need to be protected from identity theft. Bellows also makes reference to an old poll from 2016 saying that 11% of those not registered to vote is because they don't want to give out personal information. And she interprets this as justification to keep the central voter registration database as private as possible and out of the public view to protect us all from identity theft. And that these types of efforts will work to convince 11% of unregistered voters to finally feel safe to share their data and register to vote. Dismissing the idea entirely that the reason those people don't want to turn personal information into a statewide electronic database may have less to do with identity theft concerns and more to do with the idea of turning their personal information over to a statewide electronic database. But regardless, 
This bill gets passed in June of 2021, takes effect in October of the same year, and that's when PILF amends their complaint alleging three separate violations of the NVRA. First count, denial of access to voter file. Second count, impermissible restrictions on use of the voter file. And count three, impermissible fines stemming from those restrictions on use of the voter file. And in the decision that was handed down earlier this year, the judge tossed the first count because exception J does permit access. You just got to pay for it. But the other two counts, the judge doesn't toss those. Those stick. The judge decided that the parts that prohibit comparing Maine's list to other states prohibit sharing information with the public and any fines associated with violating those parts are in violation of the NVRA, specifically its public disclosure provision. And what the judge lays out is that he basically explains the reasons a federal law can preempt a state law and then reviews Congress's original intent behind the NVRA. Quote, The plain language of the public disclosure provision requires the disclosure of statewide voter registration lists, including the voter file at issue here. No exceptions. End quote. The judge goes on to quote the statutory language within the public disclosure provision and explain that, quote, The NVRA has two main objectives, increasing voter registration and removing an eligible person from the state's voter registration rolls. Congress furthered these purposes by creating both the public disclosure provision and a private enforcement mechanism available in the event of a state's violation of the provision. Maine law restricts the use of information disclosable under the public disclosure provision. More specifically, Exception J prohibits the use of the voter file for any purpose that is not directly related to evaluating the state's compliance with its voter list maintenance obligations. Based on the plain meaning of the statutory language, the court finds that Exception J would prohibit an organization such as PILF from using the voter file to evaluate another state's compliance with its voter list maintenance obligations or from publicly releasing the voter file's data. A little further down, the judge goes on to explain that, quote, the public disclosure provision furthers Congress's purpose of protecting the integrity of the electoral process and ensuring that accurate and current voter registration rolls are maintained. The court concludes that Exception J, by limiting the disclosure of the information within the ambit of the public disclosure provision, poses sufficient obstacles to the accomplishment and execution of Congress's purpose. The judge goes on, To the extent that Secretary Bellows asks the court to interpret Exception J as consistent with the NVRA, the court declines to quote-unquote finally parse the NVRA for gaps or silences into which the state regulation might fit. If Congress intended to permit states to so alter or modify the public disclosure provision by limiting the disclosure of certain information, it would have so indicated. For similar reasons, the court is not persuaded by the Secretary's argument that PILF lacks standing to pursue its claims challenging the use and enforcement bans. Secretary Bellows maintains that because she interprets Exception J as, quote, permitting cross-state evaluation of voter lists and enforcement of list maintenance requirements, end quote, PILF cannot show an injury in fact and therefore lacks standing. Okay, did you follow that? Bellows argued that since her interpretation of Exception J is that cross-state referencing is allowed, PILF has no standing, which would mean this case would be tossed out. But the judge doesn't buy into that at all. 
and explains that because of the very nature of the work PILF does, it's highly likely that PILF will, over the course of their work, come in violation of Maine state law, even though what they're doing would be fully protected under federal law. And actually, the judge goes a little further and sort of calls the Secretary of State's office out by saying, you know, if that's your interpretation of the law and that things protected under the NVRA don't apply to the limitations outlined within Exception J of Maine election law, then there's no reason their office can't provide PILF and affidavit promising never to prosecute them, which apparently was something Secretary Bellows has refused to do which left the judge to again agree with PILF that the Secretary of State's office has provided no reason to think their office wouldn't pursue charges in the future. PILF wanted the court to hand down permanent injunctive relief, which I guess would have put a specific order barring Secretary Bellows or her office from going after PILF in the future. But the judge basically said he didn't think that extra step was necessary, because the court effectively just struck down any interpretation of Exception J that would keep any group or individual from using the list to look for fraud or dirty voter rolls, and any potential legal consequences for doing what the NVRA specifically not just permits, but actually encourages. And the judge says that should be far enough, so that no injunctive relief is necessary. And just to reiterate something, when I was working on Episode 7, this was not an option. Someone like me, an individual, just some geek off the street, according to Maine state law, I had no ability or right to see that type of voter registration data. The only people that did were recognized statewide political parties, incumbents, and campaign workers. That's it. And now, with exception J, someone like me or you or a group like PILF can request those records. And with this court decision, our right to take that main state voter roll and compare it to other state rolls, or even just to use the list to search for fraud and report on it publicly, things that were forbidden under main state law, is now expressly permitted because of this decision. Alright, I guess that's good enough for this one. I know the subject might come off a bit dry, but this is something that, well, first of all, it's, it's basically an addendum to episode 7 especially with the rule change and lawsuit happening so soon after I put that episode up. And also, I don't believe this got any attention anywhere else, which is really a shame because it's not uncommon at all to hear Secretary Bellows speak about the importance of election integrity and ensuring voter confidence at the polls. Well, here we have an example of a federal court having to come in and say, Protecting the registered voter database in this way harms election integrity in Maine, it harms voter confidence in Maine's elections, and is a clear violation of the National Voter Registration Act. And with that, I'll wrap this up. If you liked what you heard, share it, like it, give it five stars, or whatever they do. Don't forget about the website, themainpolis.com. I try to put up relevant articles, and I also publish my own stuff there as well. And you can also find all the podcast episodes on there, too. Uh, I've also got links set up for anyone to go search current legislation, look up your state representatives, what the committees are up to. All that kind of stuff can be found at themainpolis.com. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening.